Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. San Francisco. Odyssey Station. Download the Odyssey app and favorite 95.7 The Game for the best and most up-to-date Warriors coverage. Bonte Lacob in the morning comes in here, and I was, he and I were wow. at it early on. He knows it, because we call him that when around right. the NBC newsroom. Yeah. He was like, they're top four team, and I'm like, oh, okay, you mowing Joe's lawn this week? What's going on? <laughs> and he's been sticking it to me all year, but good for Bonte Lacob. He should stick it to me all year. They've been a top four team in the West the whole yeah. time, and they're Very the last good. team standing. Now back to 95-7, the game. Cal Madsen, Jim Cozumore. One sensible host at this station. Thank you. <laughs> oh, not me. Not me. <laughs> we have a winner uh, at the Indianapolis 500, so the Borg Warner Trophy, which is the single greatest trophy in all of sports, will have a new face placed on it. The uh, gentleman's name is Erickson. So, can, can I can I say a take? I'm going to say a hot take right now. I love hot takes. I understand the significance of it, but the Super Bowl trophy as a trophy is not good. I don't think it's that good of a trophy. The Lombardi? The Lombardi trophy. Oof, I think it's pretty sweet. I feel like it's kind of boring. I think it's pretty sweet. You look at the, the the uh, what is it, the commissioner's trophy for baseball. Mm-hmm. It's got the pennants on it and the flags. Um, you it doesn't look at, have any history there, though. You look it's at, like they created that. Yeah. Go ahead. But you look at, I feel like just every other, like the Stanley Cup, like you, that's got some pizzazz. That's number two. It's, so it's Borg Warner, incredible. Lord Stanley Chalice, that and the history of that cup. And what you do with it in the offseason is spectacular. It's second to none in all of pro sports. Yeah. And that's a, I feel I feel like the Lombardi trophy. It's like a football on top of a what is that called? A um an obelisk. Just, uh, is that what it is? Wow, it's you're just like fancy. A, just like a football on top of an when you look at the design of other trophies and what other trophies do with engraving names and engraving faces yes. and, and all this, it's just kind of plain. NBA's it's not is bad. Plain. NBA's is plain. The NBA's is pretty plain. Pretty plain. It's the same kind of deal. It's like a it's like a basketball with an obelisk type shape. 
Yeah, I would I would rank that fourth of the big four in North America, the NBA's. So you're you're Stanley one, not even close. Lombardi Stanley's number two. one. I and it's I want the baseball one to to kind of hit me more because it's got listen, baseball's our longest sport. Football's next. Baseball's our longest sport. It's been going on. Hockey is just as long as baseball mm-hmm. and football. Um, but I, I wish the baseball one kind of weighed in with me a little bit better when I see it. I wish I was more in awe hmm. of that baseball trophy. And I guess I want the history of the Stanley Cup to be the same for the history of baseball with okay. the trophy. Mm-hmm. And I don't get that same sense. Okay. That's fair. I could be wrong. But I, for Jim Cosmar, I don't get the same sense. Okay. When I see them, when they walk out, when that guy with the long blonde hair who's got the white gloves brings the trophy out, you know, like they have it, you know, team could win game four mm-hmm. and they've got the guy back there. And then they, yeah. when they've got all that stuff going on, you start to, like, you go, wow, that same cup was lifted by and you can rattle off all these great stars. Mm-hmm. And, you can see the discs with the names on them when you go to the Hockey Hall right. of Fame because they have so many. And then once they fill up that next level, they take the bottom one off and they move that all those discs down. They put a new one on top, and it keeps rotating. Right. And you see names, and you can go through um, Gordie Howe, Wayne Gretzky, Mark Messier, Ted Lindsay. You can go to the names that are in the 20s that were in, in, in professional hockey at the time that mattered. Henri Richard. You can see all these greats, and they're all coming together with the guys who win it now. And I just think that's a great trophy. I love that idea, and I love that it's yeah. the same trophy. It's not just, okay, reproduce one. Okay, now this yes. this person gets it. Yep, I love it. Anyway, that's me. That. And the Borg Warner is just a fabulous trophy that's with, again, a great history. Trophy. Yes, exactly. And it's a great history. And there are a lot of great trophies that were given out this weekend. I mean, you've, you've got the uh, Champions League. There are a lot of people who listen to this station— Bay Area is a very international, cosmopolitan region. I bet there are a lot of people listening right now who spent their Saturday preparing for and watching the Champions League final yesterday. Mm-hmm. And so they celebrated if they were a, a Real Madrid fan and they, you know, unfortunately kind of cried in their beers if they're a Liverpool fan. Tough. Yeah, tough way to go. But that's what I love about sport. It's a global thing. I was listening to, yesterday, a radio station in London after the Champions League final, because I want to hear response from the the, Incredible. the fan. That's cool. That's one of my hobbies. If you want to say I have a hobby, and I don't. I wish I had a better hobby. <laughs> I listen to post-game shows of teams that lose series. Are Toron- you right? Toronto Maple Leafs <laughs> lose Game 7 to Tampa Bay. I'm listening to Toronto Maple Leafs post-game show. The I'm trying to go through all the different post-game shows I've listened to uh, this kind of playoff set stretch. Love listening to that stuff. Can't get enough of it. Wow. The angst of the fan, how they're just, they just lose it. And some fans are trying to, you know, make it, uh, you know, still a great year. We still had a great year. Right. And then there are those people, we haven't won since 63. Right. This is our best chance in 63. Blow up everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Blow up it. You've got to fire the coach. The no. first thing is Monday, I'm, <laughs> Brendan Shanahan better be at the dais. We're firing the coach. It's I love that stuff. So this doesn't even, it, I was on the East Coast one year during football season, and the Jets lose a game. And I am from the Bay Area, mm-hmm. where when a team loses, you know, y- there's there's the normal, you know, extremes of fans. But then, you know, you go to a post game show, and it's a lot of just like, okay, let's talk about this. 
You know, let's let's figure out, let's see what happened, let's analyze what happened, uh, let's start in the first quarter, what went wrong. You know, it's that kind of thing. I'm in New York, the Jets lose, and uh, and one of the guys I was with goes, hey, this is going to be a trip for you, I'm going to turn on the postgame show. And he flips over to the postgame show, and the first thing we hear is whatever analyst goes, this starts at the top, everybody's got to go, and just starts this is fantastic. GM, yep. assistant GM, yep. this guy in the scouting department, this coach. It was it was incredible, and eventually made their way down to the quarterback, which was Mark Sanchez at the time, uh, which <laughs> that was, was actually wound up being a pretty good take. You know what? Well, I was just going to say, that caller's not that far off. No, he was very, very... Should have started at the owner. Very Woody Johnson, on. you're out. Yeah, yeah got to go. Uh, Sell the team! So, you talk about teams winning and losing Game 7s. There's a Game 7 tonight in the NBA, Heat Mm -hmm. versus Celtics. Mm -hmm. And what a rock fight of a series. Yep. Which, I don't want to dive into the minutia of a Heat-Celtics series, but if you're the Warriors, if you were drawing up, if you knew your ticket was punched to the the, the finals, if you could draw up how the East Finals could go, this is how you would do it. Yep. Seven games... You got players just beating the heck out of each other for for forty eight. Having to a leave night, the floor. Having to right. Having to get kicked off, and you got a team getting fined for their bench decorum, and there's all this travel. Like this is exactly how you would have wanted this to go. You said earlier, and and I I put a pin in it, but you said that you think that the Heat would be the harder matchup for Golden State. Yeah. Why? Because there are far more. Well, start with they got the best coach in the NBA. Eric, Eric Spolstra I, I, is the best coach in the he's NBA. Very good. As good as Steve Kerr is at what he does with his group. Mm-hmm. For instance, if if Steve Kerr was recruited by Phil Jackson to coach the Knicks the year he got the Warrior job, mm-hmm. if he takes the Knicks job, he's not Steve Kerr. I agree. You know what he's doing? Games on TNT right now. <laughs> okay, probably yeah. But he chose the right thing. You know what he did? He out Phil Jackson to Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson always coached the best players. Hmm. He coached the Bulls when they had the best players. And when those best players were leaving, he left to the next group of best players. Right. Doesn't mean he's not a great coach. He is. Right. You have to maximize talent. Right. Steve Kerr is a fabulous coach for what he has. Eric Spolster is the best coach in the NBA right now. There's that, Just to your point, mm-hmm. and this is why I think the Celtics are a harder matchup, because the Heat, talent-wise, have no business being as good as they are every year. Okay. I like Jimmy Butler a lot. A ton. But to me, if Jimmy Butler's your best player, you, you probably shouldn't be in the finals. Or making deep Boy. I think Jimmy Butler to me is a is a is a is a top tier number two guy. And Boy, he's a he's a one A to me, I'll tell you. If he's really? not a one, if he's not a one, he's a one A. If he's not, you know, if he's not in the group of LeBrons, he's in the group of he you know what? If he's not Michael He's definitely Scotty. Yes, yes. I'm But right. Scotty could have been a that, one anywhere else. I think there needs but for for him to win a title, I think he needs another like star caliber player next to him. So does everybody. Yeah. I'm Kyrie not- Irving won the Cleveland Cavaliers an NBA championship. Mm-hmm. LeBron James didn't win them a championship. Kyrie He's- Irving won the Cavaliers an NBA title. Okay? Huh. Who hit the game winner? Who hit the They did. They needed yeah, them both. Right. Okay. But LeBron couldn't carry them to the finish line right. without Kyrie. Right. So let's I, I I think Jimmy Butler, here's here's what I meant to say. Okay. I think Jimmy Butler needs another player who is as good or better than him. Okay. I, I just And he doesn't have that right now, is no, what you're saying. No. But the fact that the Heat are where they are is a testament to Eric Spolstra. 
and maximizing the PJ Tuckers and the Tyler Heroes and the the Max Struces and all these randos that they have playing right now, the 36-year-old Kyle Lowry. That's what makes me think they are a duplicate of the Golden State Warriors, only tougher, physically tougher. I don't mean mentally tougher. I mean, I mean physically, they will hurt you. Hmm, I think physically, okay. if this game becomes Eastern Conference, if we want to stereotype, fight. if it's a rock fight, mm-hmm. Miami has an advantage. If it's a pastoral painting, right, where we're looking at pretty colors and movement on the, on the canvas, mm-hmm. Warriors have the advantage. So let's see if it's a rock fight or not. Miami will do what they can to make it a rock fight. Yeah, absolutely. But I think at the end of the day, the Warriors have a pretty overwhelming talent advantage. Overwhelming? Yes. Ooh, interesting. Yes. I'm okay. not sold. I'm not sold on Bam Adebayo. I was a huge Bam Adebayo fan. Uh, he has not been great in this postseason. Jimmy Butler is Jimmy Butler. He's going to will them to a win or two. He's going to have a couple games where he has 40. That is what it is. But like Kyle Lowry is not Kyle Lowry anymore. And he's dealing with an injury. Uh, PJ Tucker is f- like fine. He's a guy, like he's he's okay. Victor Oladipo. Victor Oladipo is not the player he was. He might get back there, but if he, he was had a pretty devastating leg injury, if he was what he was before the devastating leg injury, he and Jimmy Butler together is a phenomenal matching. Yeah, that's a that's a one two punch that you're talking about. Of I think I agree. I somewhat okay. agree. I'll you agree weren't a big, as big a fan. I'll agree. No, I'll agree with that. I okay. just don't. We. I don't think we ever saw Vic in a in a situation like that. Where, well, when he was he with was Indiana, a... he was pretty darn good prior to the. Yeah, injury. but th- th- that Indiana team wasn't as good as Miami. True. And that that's more what I meant. Okay, fair. Um, I just I want I want to have more talent in a series if okay. I'm going in. And I Celtics, would normally, but this isn't the NBA of the last five, ten, fifteen, twenty years. It's just you can man, win with Celtics, this team. The Celtics are. It's Marcus Smart, who was the DPOY. Um, it's it's Jason Tatum, who if I'm picking players to start a franchise with, Jason Tatum is on the short list. Yeah, he's a heck he of a player. very good. Jalen Brown is a, is a hell of a player. Robert Williams would be a problem inside for Golden State. You know, I think he's listed at 6'8". Like, he's not tall. He's just an excellent, excellent interior defender. Mm-hmm. Like, they just have they have a lot of players that I think would give, would give Golden State some problems. Okay. Uh, Mike in San Francisco, uh, he's on the line at 888-957-9570. Mike thinks that the Warriors would actually sweep Miami. Mike, fire away, bud. Wow. Yeah, what's up, guys? Yeah, I don't know what you're watching, man. Miami, to me, they're a hell of a team. They're gritty. They're tough. Spolter is elite. Probably say he's the best coach in the league. But they don't have the firepower horses to match up with the Warriors. I thought, to me, the three toughest teams the Warriors would play were Boston, number one, Memphis, number two, and the Suns, and the reason why, we, and we saw it, at, I went to the game at Chase, the reason why they, they, and that was a game obviously where Curry got hurt, but the reason why they would be a tough matchup is because their defensive ability. Uh, they they can lock you down to the best defensive team in the league. They've got the size advantage, and a guy like Tatum and Brown, their versatility would really give the Warriors a lot of trouble. So when you take in all those factors, as good as Miami and gritty, gritty tough as they are, they just don't have the firepower outside of Jimmy Jimmy Butler going off possibly Kyle Lowry, but you can't really rely on him. And Hero and the supporting cast of Bam are inconsistent. So I think, to me, Boston, they, they beat, they sweep Miami. I think maybe they get one in, in, um, in, in Miami. But I think against Boston, that probably could go six or seven. And I wouldn't be surprised if Boston could win. Obviously, the Warriors are the advantage of home court. But with Boston, I think that's a series they could lose 
just because of the trouble they're going to have with that size, matchup and versatility ability that the Celtics present that uh, Memphis was the only other team I saw that can beat. Thanks, guys. Thanks, man. We appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. I don't think... I mostly agree with what Mike said. You think that they could sweep Miami? I don't... See, sweep, probably not, because it's really hard to sweep a team. Like, it's just that there's going to be a game where you don't hit shots, and they do, or... Um, you know, the Warriors are prone to turn it over, and I think that'll be a problem whether they play Miami or Boston because those are two really good defensive teams. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think, and the reason I, I would I would rather face Miami is because Miami's going to throw a good defense at you the same way Boston is, but Miami doesn't have the doesn't have three guys who are legitimate like scoring threats. So you're saying that the Celtics with Tatum, Smart, and Brown. Mm-hmm. And then Robert Williams and Al Horford. They're just they're Al Horford's closer to my age than he is your age. No chance. Come on. <laughs> but he's still he's still an effective player. He is. There's no, there's, a, I'm not gonna lie about to, that. You have to guard him out to the three point line. Like he's he is a high IQ player who I, I think forces the Warriors into a couple turnovers, takes away some of the actions that they want to run. Like that. Boston isn't going to fall asleep defensively as many times as as, my, as uh, Dallas did, and they're going to score. I are you okay? I don't know if Miami will allow the game to be played at a pace that the Warriors want. I think they will junk up the game just enough that throws the Warriors off kilter. And I think when it becomes that type of game, that Miami can impose their will. I think they're just physically tougher now. It does play into the Warriors' favor that they're playing seven games. You might as well hope that they go into the overtime session. Yeah. You, you know, they're going to be beat up and banged up before we get it started on June the 2nd. Is that when everything gets yeah, started? Ju- uh, June 2, yeah. June Thursday. 2. So, um, so you know, the Warriors are going to be well-rested and ready to roll. They've been in this circumstance before. The key pieces have been in the circumstances before. Right. They know how to ready themselves. But, boy, Miami's going to be rolling. If they get the game tonight, they're going to be rolling. And when See you're that? rolling... You can start to smell yourself a little bit. You start to smell yourself a little bit. Game one becomes paramount. So that's why I think Miami would be the tougher matchup for these uh, with, with the two teams that are playing tonight. Going to make an argument in your favor here. Thank you. Miami also has guys who have played in finals. Granted, it was that 2020 finals where you know it was limited capacity and it was in the bubble and it was kind of weird. Family and friends. But they've played on this stage. Mm-hmm. Boston has... Uh, has have any of their key guys ever been in the finals? I'm looking. Horford was not there. Horford's never been. He was on a really good Atlanta Hawks team that had right. four All Stars in one year. Yeah, and still couldn't get out of the second round. Brutal. But one thing that I think plays into into the um, into the Warriors' hands here is the finals schedule goes Thursday and then Sunday. Oh man. I'm, then I, then. Unwatchable. Then Wednesday. Unwatchable. And then Friday. Then Monday. Unwatchable. Thursday, Sunday. There is one stretch of games between game three and four where they play two games in three nights. So it is. Here's the difference. For those of you who want to be sports fans, here's why you should watch the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. They play every other day clockwork. Every other day clockwork. Mm -hmm. All the way. And then you get to the cup final, and I think there might be one stretch where there are two days off, and that might be the travel, travel portion, yeah. and that's it. And But the rest of the series, you know, if I started on Monday, I'm going to see my team play on Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of that league. It has a rhythm, a rhythm for the player, a rhythm for the fan, mm-hmm. a rhythm for television. I love it. NBA, you have 17 days to play seven games. Is that right? Am I doing the math right? <laughs> yeah, it's correct. Okay. 17 days to play one, seven games. One and... Game one is... Wait, are the Warriors a home team? Yes. Okay. So Boston has to sit around here from... When do they get here? Monday or Tuesday? Because you have to do media, so you might have to come uh, on yeah. Monday. Yeah. So yeah, they, they'll probably fly after their game. Maybe, or maybe, maybe the morning of the next day. Yeah. So they get out here on Monday, Tuesday, do media. Wednesday, you play your final. Then they got to sit around Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then we're gonna go and lace them up on Sunday. That's embarrassing for the league, and and for a fan, I can't get into the rhythm of that as a At fan. At least they play Thursday, but they get here Monday. They're so. Let's let's. Put I thought the, they, they don't play Wednesday. No, they play Thursday. Oh, I thought they started Wednesday. No. So they start Thursday. Thursday, the second. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So they'll get here on Tuesday. Yeah, they'll do media. They'll have a practice. They'll play Thursday, then hang out Friday, Saturday, play Sunday, and then we'll do the whole thing over again. But this plays in. Forget the the fan aspect of it for a minute. If you're the Warriors, this has got to be this is ideal. Yeah. With with. Your three top players mm-hmm. in their in their thirties, and coming off a series where where it went game day off, game day off, game day off, I think this plays into their hands a lot. Where they do get that extra rest, yep, they can extend minutes a little bit. You get Clay Thompson who you know, missed two years. I know he's been back since January, but there's there's no way it's easy on him to go game day off, game day off as he continues to kind of get his legs and his conditioning back. So here's the reason, and I know a lot of people are crushing me on the Xfinity mobile text line. Another reason that I like Miami's chances, the experience, the head coach, Mm -hmm. and if I look at Boston, you just pointed out, no one's been to the finals, and their head coach is going to be there wide-eyed and bushy-tailed. He's going to be, oh boy, this is really neat. I do think Ime Udoka is a good coach, but to that point, we've never seen him in a finals. Yeah, and that's the difference. If I tell you Steve Kerr gets to match... X's and O's with, and how do you say his name? Ime Udoka. Ime? Oh, okay. I always call, I, was, I didn't say Ime. Udoka, yes. I, for some reason, I didn't say Ime. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Udoka, um, if he's got to match X's and O's with him and match X's and O's with Eric Spolstra, you know what? I'm a little bit more concerned about the second pairing. First pairing, not so much. And Udoka might go on to become the next, pick your guy, uh, James Naismith. He might sure. be the next Red Auerbach. <laughs> That he takes over the team as the coach and goes on to the general manager's role and he goes on to win 12 yeah. championships. I hope it happens for him. That'd be crazy. But it's not going to start this year. <laughs> okay? It's not going to start this year. Sorry. So You got to go you got to go through steps. You do well, they say that the Warriors didn't. Steve Kerr took over. They never got into a Western Conference final. They won a championship. Ah, that's a good point. That's a one to, th- Yeah. Yeah, Mark Jackson won 50 games a couple of times. Yeah. Then got booted, and then the team and lost in the second round, and then what happened? Steve Kerr comes in, wins the championship. Says, "How? What's so difficult about coaching? Coaching's easy. Yeah, coaching's simple. <laughs> See, it's been to the been to the final six of his eight years. As a exactly. Coach. Why doesn't everyone just do that? I think more head coaches should just go to the finals right away. Your thoughts? <laughs> exactly. If you don't, don't go to the finals in your first year, yeah, you should be on the chopping block. <laughs> 888-957-9570 is the number if you want to jump in on this conversation. Who would you rather play if you were the Warriors, the Heat, or the Celtics? We're going to shift gears, though, 
because we do have a couple days before the Warriors play again, and we're going to zoom out and we're going to talk about the San Francisco 49ers on the other side um, because there's there's no 49ers news right now, but we are creeping up on the time where I think we're going to see a lot of news break pretty quickly for this team, so we'll talk about that on the other side. I'm Kyle Madsen. He's Jim Cozumore. We're on 95.7 The Game. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And I would have bet my mortgage, bet my mortgage that the Warriors would have been a playing team. So tip the cap, and guess what? When they win the title, I'm going to win another Emmy. So go, <laughs> win the title, okay? That's what happens. That's an incredible Bay Area teams win championships, Jim Cosmore wins Emmys. That's what happens. Boom. So go win it. Now back to 95-7, the game. Man. Coming in hot. What an, what an unbelievable thing to just be able to... To bust out, you know what? I, I'm I, I'm actually mocking myself. Um, mm. I've been blessed enough to be part of crews, and we have won Emmys because of the great work that's been done by a number of great people. I've been part of that, and as a result, I have Emmys. All right, well, fill-in host and producer Kyle Madsen <clears throat> here, along with Emmy winner Jim Cozumore, <laughs> three-time um, Emmy winner, <laughs> six-time Olympian, and three-time Emmy winner. That's how I like to be introduced. Do you, have the, do you get the Olympic rings tattoo? Yeah, I, mean, I should. If I, I if should. I, if my career takes me to where I do that at some point, I yeah. would absolutely do it. I, you know what? You know what? I did buy a watch with my first. You know, I, I was paid to do the Olympics the first time in '08, and I bought a really nice watch with it. But that's all I've ever done. And the the watch you got, I got a uh, a Rolex. It's called a Pepsi bezel, so it's red and blue, so red for red, white and blue. And so the fee that I got to do it was the cost of that watch at the time. And so I treated myself to that's my bauble that I've done for doing the Olympics. I love that, and that's all you've ever. That's the only. And then your awesome merch that you always. I get. I like. I have more. You're a big merch guy. It's unbelievable. (laughs) If you, if anyone out there needs NBC Sports Olympic gear. I've got it going back to uh, 2008, so be happy to pass some of it off to you. Uh, I, I just gave some to a buddy the other day. When I worked at NBC, I was at NBC Sports Bay Area when I first moved back to the to the Bay to, to pursue a career in this, 
And that was one of my biggest things with leaving is like, man, I think we're on a new merch cycle. I yeah. Got, I yeah. still I gotta get, hang in there a little I got, longer. I've got my NBC Sports backpack here that I've been using for Pyeongchang, six years now. Pyeongchang 2018 oh. Olympics <laughs> bag. It's unbelievable. With the Beijing Olympics yeah. quarter zip on. And this is actually the Beijing Paralympics. So oh, these are the, the okay. so I have I have another Beijing set that has the rings. Right, of course. This Beijing set is for the Paralympics. They have a different set of markings that right. represent their event because Paralympics are completely different than the Olympics. Right. And um, really amazing stories. It was it was among the most rewarding events I've ever worked in my life was the Paralympics. So it what, was a great what events honor. What events did you do there? So I'm uh, curling in the winter is kind of what I've been funneled towards. Mm-hmm. And so they have curling in the Paralympics. It's a different version. You can't, you know, broom the same way you can in regular curling when I call that for the Olympic Games. Uh, but it's fascinating nonetheless. The stories are amazing mm-hmm. of the individuals. Some who unfortunately were born with that, whatever ailment they have, others self-inflicted. And many of those athletes are very honest about how they got to the point they are in their wow. career. Um, one member of the U.S. curling Paralympic team attended West Point. His father passed away. His mom couldn't resuscitate him. He left West Point to be home with mom. Mom says, you like to play basketball. Just go to go to Connecticut they're from the state of Connecticut, goes to the University of Connecticut, walks out of the team, makes the team part of the national championship team. He's 25 years old, so he's bulletproof, right? Big, huge guy, loud, great guy, mm-hmm. has too many. One day, slugs a guy in a bar. Bartender says, man, you played at UConn. I can't have you in here. You got to leave. Gets in his truck, drives away, rolls his truck. He's, para, uh, you know, he's uh, paraplegic. He, he goes on to be a speaker and says, listen, I did this to me. I had to come up with my life. And he went on to be a teacher, went on to become a coach. Then he got asked to be a, he, someone said, can you try out for this? He said, sure, I'll try out for it. Next thing you know, he's a Paralympian. He works at it every day. It's an amazing story. And I've given you the Cliff's Notes version of it. The dirty details are, are just amazing at how these athletes get to where they wow. are. You want, uh, I'll give you a quick one. Ready? Please. A woman comes over to the United States from another country, doesn't speak the language. In the first week she's here, gets into an auto accident, wakes up in the hospital, doesn't have the use of her legs, can't speak English. Her son is back in her home country. She has to make a decision. Do I go back? Do I stay here? She says, in my home country, I've never seen anyone in a wheelchair because we don't have that system. Right. She decides to stay in America. She goes on to get a degree, works at a university. Her daughter's now a doctor, brought her son over. He is now working and has a degree. She's a member of the U.S. curling team, a Paralympic curling team. She moved to America, learned English, went to college, got a degree, works at a university, and uh, her two kids are uh, productive members of society. That's incredible. Guess what? I got in traffic this morning, and I was angry. (laughs) Start to hear those stories? Yeah. You start to realize, hmm, there are some special human beings on this planet that it's the way they've been able to structure their lives. I come to tears every time I think of that story. It is a level of perspective that you just don't and typically we, get. And you're right, and we should point this out. It is Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. Memorial Day weekend means, and I tear up, I'll tell you, Kyle, all, all gave some, some gave all. Yep. All you have to remember, man, we are here for this great weekend for this great country because there are women and men out there who gave all. Just remember that. 
All right, back to sports. Back <laughs> Sorry to about that. No, it's okay. <laughs> At the I'm midway glad, point of the show, that's my halftime that. break. No, it's okay. I'm 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 here for it, and uh, and you're absolutely right. On Memorial Day weekend, um, we should remember that all the time, right? But uh, especially especially on Memorial Day, correct? Um, all right. You want to talk sports now? Let's do sports. All right, halftime's I'm, over. I'm back in. Halftime's over. Dialed. Let's go back in. Right. I got teary-eyed this morning at the Indy 500. They have a great ceremony beforehand. I got teary-eyed. It was wonderful. So now we're back into it. On the pregame show the other day, I was talking about this Warriors run and what it means to me and my family. I love because that. Because me and my folks have watched virtually love that. every, not, not 100% of the games, but I bet 90% of the, the playoff games on this run together. And it really just hit me the other day because I thought it was over. Like I, I, I was of the mind that like, man, this Warriors run, it's yep. it's kind of run its course. I'll enjoy the final few years of Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Klay Thompson, but just kind of accepting that it'll probably never be. It starts to fade. Maybe they'll right. every once in a while they'll remind me of how uh-huh. they were. Yes, but we've seen the great of the great, and now it's time to kind of. Slowly yeah. wind down and ride off into the sunset. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. So it just really hit me leaving the bar the other night. I'm 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 on my way home. I'm doing a Twitter spaces with Joe Shasky. And it just as we talked about, it, it's like, man, it really felt over. Now I get another special run where it's just another bite at the end. To hang out and celebrate stuff with my fans. It's fun. It's a lot of it's 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 really cool. That's it what I love about emotionally sport. The me. community of sport. Yeah. That's yeah. what I love. When it brings us together, not mm-hmm. separates us, which mm-hmm. we've seen sport do. When it brings us together, families, people from different ethnicities, different cultures, different mm-hmm. religions, we all come together for a common bond. Straight up family. My neighbor where I live, they have streams of family from both sides coming over for warrior games. Wow. They're going to have that memory their entire lives. Yep. Remember back in, pick the year, we came over, they got this great backyard, a palapa, and they got a pool, and they're having fun oh, and palapa. mixing drinks. Exactly. <laughs> they were nice enough to invite us over one year. It was such a wonderful time. Awesome. And so that's what I love about sport. And and Bay Area, you get to taste it one more time. And the ones you didn't know you were going to taste are the sweetest. Absolutely agree. Yeah. Um, speaking of sports not being divisive, Jimmy Garoppolo. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, it feels like the countdown is on to him no longer being with the 49ers. I don't buy any of the reporting that says that the Niners are fine keeping him on the team. They, they're going to carry Kyle him. Kyle said you're going to trade him. Yeah. He said it. He said it. Brian Greasy, the new quarterback's coach, has not had contact with Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, that's kind of weird. Well, if he's not... that That was the loudest thing. Because Kyle Shanahan said, we're going to trade him, but it's not a guarantee. And so people go, oh, see if the trademark is out there. They're not, t- they're not carrying him on the roster. And it feels like late June, a month from now, uh, maybe maybe first weekend of July, it feels like they're either going to test the trademark and see if it's there. If not, they're going to set him free so he can go sign wherever ahead of training camp. Is that good for you as an organization if you just said Jimmy Garoppolo free? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. You do. Yeah. You wouldn't rather have him in the room. No. Why not? Because then you set up like you have invested in Trey Lance. That is your that is supposed to be your quarterback of the future. Sure it is. And I get I think, it. I think I think if you give him the keys this year with Jimmy Garoppolo and his twenty seven million dollar cap hit sitting behind him on the bench, if you go to Chicago and because Trey let me I'm saying this right now. I'm of the belief that Trey Lance is it has all the tools to be really good. Okay. 
But that said, there is going to be, there are going to be growing pains. And yep. I think he is going to struggle at various times throughout his rookie year or his first year as a starter, I should say. You, you realize if Jaquaski Tart catches a ball, they're in the Super Bowl and might have the Lombardi trophy. Yes. Okay. Yes. Keep going with your theory. But if if you if you have Jimmy Garoppolo in the building and there that that by itself leaves a question mark about Trey Lance's status as the starting quarterback because he's going to struggle and if he is allowed to work through those struggles and get better then fine but if Jimmy Garoppolo is on the roster let's say they go to Chicago week 1 and lose and then they come back. They're not going to lose to the Chicago Bears, but go let's, ahead. Let's, let's just I'll say stay with your theory. Let's say it happens. Okay, let's say they beat Chicago, but Trey really struggles. Okay. Then they come home against the Seahawks. Oh, and they lose to the Seahawks. They're not going to lose to the Seahawks. Now, good. now they're one and one. But I'm, I'm laying out the scenario of why you I'll don't want Jimmy on the roster. I'll give you that. I'll let you lay it out. I'll let you lay it out. But why I you apologize. don't want Jimmy on the roster? Because if they are two and four through six games, like you just have to deal with that. There are going to be growing pains with your starting quarterback. But if they're two and four, now you get the whispers of, hey, we got to put Jimmy in. And if you're pulling Trey Lance out of the starting job once you've made him the starter, you are risking damaging him forever. Oof, and that's I big. just don't and I just don't think you can do that. Let and, me ask a question. Mm-hmm. And it's a, a and I'm not a, I don't know if you know this answer or not. You cut Jimmy loose, what does that do to you cap wise? Um you get so they'd save so right now they have $600,000 in cap space. Mhm. And let they are there over the cap when it comes to effective cap space, which is with their rookie class signed and their top fifty one contract. Okay. So if they let Jimmy Garoppolo go once he's healthy, if they let him go now, once he with an injury, they he has a seven and a half million dollar cap hit. Okay. With an injury, he has a seven and a half million dollar. Okay. If they wait till he's healthy, which is the timeline that I'm working with here. So early That's July. Fair. And I'm not trying to catch save, you up. They save twenty five million against okay. the cap by letting him go. Okay. Which gives them... If he's healthy. And that's determined by doctors who are... Yeah, when he can throw and yeah. a team evaluates him and says he's healthy. Exactly. All right. So there is a savings there. There's a massive savings. So let's go with your theory of Trey Lance playing. Mm-hmm. He played last year. How much did he play last year? He 10 full quarters. And did he get hurt at all in those 10 quarters? Yes. Pretty badly, to the point where he couldn't play mm-hmm. one weekend. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you, if your roster is built to be so good and you got an interception away from going to the Super Bowl last year, mm-hmm. why would you want your quarterback room so bereft of talent? Even if you were to say, Jimmy, you're going to get your money, mm-hmm. but Trey Lance is our starter. I can do different things with Jim, with uh, Trey Lance and I can do with you. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to sit there. He's going to help out in the new in the in the quarterback room. And guess what? Because Trey Lance is big and strong and physical and can run the football, there's likely a chance that end, something ends up where he might have to miss a game. I'd rather have number ten in the bullpen mm-hmm. than Nate Sudfeld in the bullpen, ready to go. So, in a vacuum, I would too. Obviously, Jimmy Garoppolo is way better than Nate Sudfeld. Right. But, and I'm not ripping Nate Sudfeld. I hope he no. goes on to have a nice backup career. Right. Let's be honest. But the 49ers think that he can like he can win spot starts. Okay. That's their their thought process. And the, I don't know that we can just assume because Jimmy Garoppolo handled last year 
as well better than like I'm sure there's an example I'm missing. Mm-hmm. Alex, like Alex Smith did a great job with Patrick Mahomes, you know, helping him along even though he knew that he was the heir apparent. Yeah. But it is hard to handle a situation like that better than Jimmy Garoppolo did. And the way he handled it was immensely helpful to the 49ers yep. last year because he could have been a pain in the ass about it. He could have said, screw this. I'm not playing for you. Trade me. I'm done. Good luck with your number right. three pick. Right. I will not assist you in this kid's development to replace me. And by the way, that doesn't mean you have to be the guy's handholder. Right. You don't have to be in the room and spoon feed him everything. That's the quarterback coach's job. Mm-hmm. Who, if you noticed last year, he had a wingman everywhere. Number five had a wingman everywhere he went, whether he was playing or not. Yep. He had a guy sitting next mm-hmm. to him. So it's not Jimmy's job or the starting quarterback's job. It wasn't Aaron Rodgers' job to sit Jordan Love down and say, all right, Jordan, when you got this coverage, right. here's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> right. Jordan's in the room. The, coach, the, the, the quarterback's coach is explaining it. You better be in there. If you have a question, come over and say, hey, Aaron, well, I was going to do this on this play. Right. Is that the right move? Right. Aaron should a- answer. I think the same thing about Garoppolo. This whole thing about you have to mentor, that's trash. I know we talk yeah. about it in Sports Talk Radio. I know fans believe it happens. I'm sorry. It doesn't happen. You yeah. usually have a smart person in the room. Mm-hmm. You know what? Mike Glennon's not a good NFL quarterback. But he's a pretty smart guy. That's sure. why teams keep having him in the room, mm-hmm. because he can help young guys right. learn what the system is. He knows his job. Chase Daniel, Chicago Bears legend. Perfect example. Has made a career of just being in the room. Just being in the room, <laughs> smart enough not to understand things. a bad things. career to have, by the way. I would love that career. I would love that career. Just get to hang out and have sideline seats to NFL games and make a few million to do it. And I'm during in. yeah, and during the week, you're in the film room. Mm-hmm. You are your job is to right. talk to Mitchell Trubisky right. about what's coming up. But and that's so men, mentoring. That's what I mean. Is Garoppolo? It's not what he did well. It's that he could have just said, "No, I'm not doing. I'm not handling this." Like if you want him to be the starter, right. make him the starter. I'm out of here. I'm not playing. Right. Trade me. But he didn't, and by all by all accounts, he was great. And Trey talks about how they're best friends, and that's cool. And all that, right? It's really cool. But I don't know that that would work again. Here's my issue: You're just going to cut Jimmy Garoppolo. You're going to get nothing for a quarterback who got you to one Super Bowl and got you to a conference championship game. Yeah, because I don't think he got them there. Okay, he was the quarterback, but they. <laughs> it's dismissing the most important position in football. Yeah, but he was. But let's okay. Let's run through it. He was dynamite in week seventeen or week eighteen, uh, the seventeenth yeah. game against the Rams. Right. I don't want. I don't want it to come across like I'm taking that away because he was really good. But against Dallas, what was his? What was the most notable play he made in that game? I don't know. The, the overthrow to Brandon Ayuk that would have effectively iced the game. Like he wasn't. He wasn't good. They get. They get the interception from K1 Williams. Uh, deep in Dallas territory, and instead of putting the ball in their quarterback's hands, they hand it off to the wide receiver and put it on Debo to go make a play. Um, against against the the well, against, I don't know against you the Packers. Lead. You got a lead against the Packers. They scored mm-hmm. zero offensive touchdowns. They won that game because of a blocked field goal and then a blocked punt that got recovered for a touchdown. Right. Neither team moved the ball. Right. The Packers scored an offensive touchdown, though. But neither team really moved the ball that day. No. Aaron Rodgers, who's going into the Hall of Fame, didn't exactly go crazy. No, he was not He was not very good. Okay. But Jimmy was... he was The interception he threw rolling right and just throwing it to nobody was bad. Like, that's really, okay. really bad. 
Um, third and third and how seven. How do you get game, to how do you get line. to the conference championship? He did nothing right that day. It's not like yeah, I mean, you make it's it sound that, like so he was a, Mac okay, Jones and the windy day in Buffalo when he, Oof, he threw the one nice. pass. You're making Garoppolo seem like he was no, that in the playoffs. No, he wasn't. He wasn't that. But it's not about about him being a detriment. It's how much does he impact winning? So you think Trey Lance is going to be able to win games for them? And the 49ers won, not despite Jimmy, because I don't want to put words in your no, mouth. No, but, no, no, no. But they won with Jimmy as a caddy. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I think so. That's pretty interesting. They just they took the ball out of his hands. You got to be pretty darn good to have the most important position on the field be ineffective. You have to be pretty darn good. Yeah, and he, that's not to say he didn't make any plays. But how many times he made the plays they asked him to make? How many? They right, prefer well, running right, the ball, right? But do, they, but they the the plays they ask him to make, they ask him to make those plays because those are the only plays he can make. You can't consistently win. We saw it. They don't have a Super Bowl yet. You can't consistently win if you're not able to put the ball in the quarterback's hands in the biggest moments. Third and seven against Green Bay, they handed it off to Debo Samuel, mm-hmm. and he got him nine. Mm-hmm. Every every and big that good play, play calling. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan's awesome, and that's why the 49ers get as far as they do. Mm-hmm. But you're you, probably you, saying if Aaron Rodgers is wearing a 49er jersey that day, they don't hand the ball to Debo Samuel. Yes, they let. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers make a play. If Aaron Rodgers was quarterbacking the 49ers, they would be hosting Green Bay instead. Well, they've hosted some teams in the past and haven't yeah. come through. And I'm not going to rip Aaron Rodgers. He's going into the Hall of Fame. I just have to say, to compare Jimmy Garoppolo to Aaron Rodgers, you know, that's a pretty tough one. I just know that Garoppolo got to the conference championship. He did, but I think the ceiling is going to be so much higher with a better quarterback. That's a better question. Why do we think that? He is a small college quarterback who played one game his last year of college mm-hmm. and played 10 quarters last year, mm-hmm. and now you ask him to play 17 games against grown men. Mm-hmm. What makes us think that's a better option? Um, because he... Because that one, phys- no. one uh, videotape they showed him rolling left and mm-hmm. rotating the hips. Have you seen those? That every, you seen that the every other quarterback Have throws in the NFL. The practice, I know. <laughs> and then when the vid comes no, out, like, well, that's-, that's why. And then, like, backup quarterbacks in the NFL are tweeting out, I think I did that in uh, 2018. Right. The The thing is, is, it's a stronger arm and the ability to attack down the field. I don't think that they can make him a running quarterback because we just saw he's not as effective doing that in the NFL. But I'm on, rooting for him, by the way. But on, I'm but rooting on, for him. Right, but I, I think you have a point in that for everybody that says that you can't write off Trey Lance, like, okay, but you can't crown him either. We don't know. It's a massive question mark. But the reason the 49ers drafted him is because he is big and fast and has a strong arm. And on third and seven, when a play breaks down, he can roll out. He can pick up that first down with his legs, and he can do things athletically that Jimmy Garoppolo just can't. He can do things with his arm that Jimmy Garoppolo just can't. Okay. In terms of when Jimmy Garoppolo threw a ball to the boundary, it was like, I would say, I would pull my hair up, but I don't have any. So I would put my hands on my head aggressively. Pull the beard I would aggressively put my hands on my head because you don't have a lot of confidence (laughs) that 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 ball is either going to get completed or completed to the right team. Whereas with Lance... He's throwing that out route with enough pace 
that it can't get undercut. He's throwing the ball and attacking down the field. The touchdown he threw against the Texans, I think, was a perfect example because it was a play action. He rolls right. He sets his feet. He has coming across left to right. He has Travis Benjamin. He can throw that one underneath, not as not underneath, but he can throw the shorter route to Travis Benjamin, mm-hmm. or he can wait for Debo to come open on the deep over route, and he can throw that one. He waited for Debo to get open. He threw it. It's a touchdown. Jimmy Garoppolo on that play is probably throwing it to Travis Benjamin, and Travis Benjamin's getting tackled shortly after the catch. If all this is true, and we're going to go on the theme that what you're saying is all I'm, gospel. I'm never wrong. Okay, so. exactly. That's a great... <laughs> and you are... I mean, 49ers is one of your deep beats, mm-hmm. right? You're not just watch the game on Sunday. I got to tell you, I'm take. not just some guy. You're not just some guy, <laughs> right? You're not... I don't have an Emmy. You're not You're. You're not Kyle in Walnut Creek calling in because he watched two-thirds of the game after having a couple of drinks and he's got a definite opinion about it. You actually do the deep dives and you watch the 22s and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. That's one of your beats. You actually have a you know, gig watching the 49ers. Mm-hmm. So let's go with all that theory. Why is it that they didn't do that, use him at the end of the year last year when it mattered? Why wouldn't you put him... I said every weekend, you know what? Kyle Shanahan is the smartest coach in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And I bet you... He has got the tray package in the holster, ready to whip out. I said it before, every stinking (laughs) playoff game. I knew it. I knew it. Because we started the season with the Lions. His first pass was a touchdown pass. We saw it, and I thought, you know what he did? It was beautiful. He iced him. We've forgotten about number five. Defenses on the other side don't even know who number five is. Mm -hmm. You bring him back in the playoffs, why don't you think they did it? How about this as an answer? He can't. Not yet, yet, comma, yet. I don't think he was right. I think that he was less, well, a couple things. One, we knew he wasn't ready to start last year. Like, that was just because of all the things you laid out. He played in the FCS, and he had limited uh, number of of passes at that level. It was one game. It was a show-me game, right, for all the scouts. His last year. His last year, yeah, yeah. But he went undefeated in 13-0 and and 16-0 or whatever. Which was how long ago, 2019? Yeah. Or so, 18, 29, it doesn't matter. But right, so we knew that inexperience factor was there. And during the season, you don't get enough practice time and enough reps to just be like, yeah, hey, Trey, get all the reps you need. He just wasn't getting them last year. So he was on the scout team. That's where he was getting his reps because this was a long-term thing. I don't think they wanted to force him into a situation where it's like, yeah, hey, Jimmy Garoppolo hurt his shoulder. He'll start week 17 against the Texans, but that week 18 that we need, in 2021, they trusted Jimmy Garoppolo more to do that. Here's my deal, though. You don't have to give him the snap at the start of the game. the thumb that he hurt, but go ahead. Right, you don't have to give him the snap at the start of the game, and he takes every snap all the way until the final horn. What I think you need is you could have used the tray package. I, You know, everyone says, well, it doesn't work if you have two quarterbacks. I'm not saying you have two quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. You start Jimmy Garoppolo, but there are times in the game when you've got guys who have skills who you know are going to be your future quarterback. Let them take snaps. Let them have... This portion of the playbook, not the full Bible version. Give me, give me Corinthians. Just let him learn Corinthians. That's all he's got to learn. Sure. He doesn't have to learn Leviticus. Learn Corinthians. Jimmy's got to learn them all, yeah. right? That's mm-hmm. his job. But if you give me the guy who knows this sliver of the playbook, he can master it. You put him in positions to do the right things, to utilize his talents. Then he learns the speed of the game. And then this year, he's ready to make that leap to get there. Mm-hmm. That's what I think the game has morphed into, and I think the 49ers blew a great opportunity. Interesting. 
888-957-9570. Did the 49ers blow an opportunity to Trey Lance last year? Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that. Definitely. And then we've also got to talk about Debo Samuel and what's going on with him. We'll talk about that. We'll get back into the NBA playoffs. Game 7, Heat Celtics tonight. What does that mean for the Golden State Warriors? Who are you rooting for? We'll talk about that. I'm Kyle Matson. He's three-time Emmy winner Jim Cozen. <laughs> we're on 95.7 The Game. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.